What were you going to say, Severn? Um, I was thinking. That's a first. I'm kidding. I'd be, I'd be thinking. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Zing! Oh, I stunned you! It's a classic Nick. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. You got oh, you with man. one of zingers. God. Classic Nick. <laughs> That's N-I-C for you. <laughs> classic N-I-C. <laughs> and I see you later. It's <laughs> my new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs>
listen to us was he like, talk about you, it. You jerks, you didn't even play. Kind of, because he's, <laughs> yeah, kind of. He said, um, he said that, oh, you only got through the, like, notoriously unrepresentable, um, uh, t- you know, tutorial level. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was pretty easy, man. But, th- man, did you try playing the next level? No. <laughs> Holy hell, man. That is not handholdy at all. Really? They, they just throw you in it. Awesome. It's pretty rough. Like, they just give you items, and they're like, kill these two guys. Go for it. Cool. There you go. And okay. then you're, like, walking in with, like, everyone else to this, like, party. And you're just standing there, and you're like, okay. Well, now Start what shooting. Do I do? Yeah. Start shooting. Like, you, I, I didn't have any notifications of, like, where to go, who to talk to, like, mm. Ways of entry. It was just like, yeah, just figure it out. Yeah. So does the game like open up properly? I don't know, man. I was so frustrated that I was just like, I'm just going to go guns blazing (laughs) and uh, run down these corridors. that didn't work out. And I killed one guy. Oh, cool. And then like the rest of the the army was after you just kill a guy. I was was killing everyone. (laughs) Okay. I think that's that's all right. Like if you kill everyone, you're bound to hit the right right person. This is is how I was thinking about (laughs) it. You're just a very effective assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Assassinates everyone. (laughs) Not only did I take out those two guys, I took out all their men. You got a whole bunch of bonus kills too. You're overachieving assassin. (laughs) (laughs) You pay me for two. I got about 42. Uh, yeah, I still got that installed. I really do actually want to go and check it out, man. That um, that, that's pretty rough. I, I'm not used to that yeah. kind of style of game. Oh yeah, and man, it's just like trying to learn like what it wants you to do, mm. and, I, and I just didn't even give it a chance. I found the controls uh, a little bit annoying. Oh because, yeah, because because um, the uh, they're PC controls only, and I was sort of hoping for for a gamepad, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, having to. I don't know. It's just that that thing of like having to f- remember what buttons do what, and it's just a little unintuitive. I think. Okay. Do you not do well with PC shooters? Well, I I used to, mm-hmm. um, until I discovered the gamepad. <laughs> like I played Witcher two using the um, the, the keyboard. keyboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was pretty much the last game I played like that. Uh, since then, it's just been like if I can't play with a controller, like for third person games, mm. especially if I can't play with a controller. I really have a hard time getting into them. The the only I'm I almost exclusively play keyboard and mouse. Really, GTA Five is the only PC game okay. I've, I've I've decided to use a controller for because dude the driving driving with a controller is just a I mean driving uh-huh. with a keyboard is just a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Man. like you're steering with your tunnel. Well, oh, it's like either you're like using the mouse to steer or you're using the arrow keys to steer, yeah. and neither one is a good representation of like an analog steering yeah, wheel. Yeah. So and then try to get a handbrake in there, man. Oh man! Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> not a fun experience. So, um, that's yeah. Otherwise, like I I can't play. So a so shooter, um, normal shooter. So did you play Grand Theft Auto just with the gamepad then, or did you actually switch? Uh, like when you hop in a car. Oh no no no! no, you, no. You I, I play I play with the gamepad. I ex- except for some sniper missions. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, I imagine that'd be better with a mouse. Yeah, so much easier yeah. with a mouse. Like yeah. on a controller, I'm like swinging back and forth over the dude's head. At least a mouse, I'm like, oh, boom, 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 done. At least now, like games are smart enough to just understand that you've switched. Like you press a button on the keyboard, and it will just yeah. remap everything to keyboard. I I might have mentioned this before. I think the best example of that is Hearthstone. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Hearthstone is what. So Hearthstone, I have You're a playing that I, with a gamepad. Well, no, I not, not. I haven't tried it with the gamepad. I should. I should try it with the gamepad. I wonder if it works. Um, I I have a, a Microsoft Surface, which yep. is a PC tablet thing. Oh, right? it's yeah. like it, it's got it's got a keyboard with like a everything, and, and it's got a touchscreen as well. And you can use the keyboard, and, and it works fine. But you can also use the touchscreen, and it acts differently depending on which one you're using. Oh. And you can use them. You can you can change at will. So I don't, I don't, it, there must be a subtle difference in the way like a touchscreen input mm. is detected. Like it must not be like, this is a mouse click. This must be, this is a touchscreen specific thing mm. that is tell, like sending a signal for. And so like, uh, just as an example, when you're building a deck on a computer, you have to, you just click on the card you want. Yeah. Um, but when you're doing it on touchscreen, you like touch the card and you drag it into the column. Okay. Um, and I can do both on mm. the same device, depending is on that, whether or not. Like, is that because um, with a mouse, you can just hover over a card and see what it is? Yeah. You know? But on the touchscreen, you'd have to actually touch it 
for it to come up and you get a better, you know, a closer look on it. Uh, I don't entirely know why they've chosen. I think it's because a, a touch can be like accidental. Like mm. you can accidentally tap a card and then decide you don't actually want it. And yeah, um, and it, the the flip side is is true as well. When you want to remove a card, you have to drag it out of the column mm. on touch, and you you just click it on PC. Yeah, it's it's pretty unlikely that you're going to accidentally click a card, whereas it's it's yeah. entirely possible that you'll you'll tap the wrong card. Mm. So that that would be my my best guess. Mm. You still playing a lot of Hearthstone then? Oh yes, and in fact, a lot of the Grinding Gears design team is now. Oh really? Hearthstone. Oh, maybe I should jump in. We've all taken different strategies to like how to advance in that game. Oh man. Um, Carl has made a very very efficient Druid deck. He's just focusing on Druid. He's like making all of his other cards into dust nice. just to power up his druid. See, that's that's my strategy uh-huh. with, war- with Warlocks. Just yeah. turn everything else into dust so I can make Warlock cards. Yeah, so Rory is doing a Warlock as well. Nice. And he's, he is only dusting... He's dusting to make a really efficient but cheap Warlock deck that's good enough to just sort of get him a competitive okay. and enough just to then earn more cards. And I am just like... I, I haven't dusted a card in months. <laughs> I'm just slowly accumulating more and more dust super fun that's great when you don't realize how much dust you've got and you look down and say hey yeah i'm much like i can get a card i can get literally any card now yeah. do you guys want to explain what dust is <laughs> oh, oh yeah it's um dead skin cells usually oh yeah yeah, yeah they accumulate on the yeah. card when you well, so you just dust them off <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. no it's it's um I don't know what it is. It's like arcane dust or something. Well, it's, yeah, I, I guess, but it's a, it's just a resource. Like if yeah. you have a card that you don't want, you can click on it to turn it into a resource that, that you can then use to craft use a to, different card. to make other cards yeah. that you do okay. want. It's a throwback to the World of Warcraft disenchanting. When you disenchant an item, you get arcane dust, right, okay. and, yeah. and you use that to enchant something. I don't know what the GTA equivalent is. So, um, <laughs> Let me think about this. Uh, cocaine, I think? Maybe white white powder seems like a pretty close analogy. Uh, Makes you do special things. Maybe just money. Money is probably the close one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hearthstone. Yeah. So I've been. I was. Uh, I haven't really done all that much. Like I'm still playing Dark Souls. Getting through there. Um, not much to talk about with it. <laughs> you, you so listeners can't see this, but you're glaring at me because I I feel like you're waiting for me to say something a, snide. No, no, this I'm, I'm actually up to a part now that you'd really love because Ooh. it's terrible. <laughs> Tell me about it. I want to hear. It's a part. So there's a section that for people that have played Dark Souls one, there's a, a area called Blight Town, and in Dark Souls two, I'm in an area that seems kind of similar to that. Uh-huh. So there are like wooden structures. It, the area is really really dark. So it's very easy to like fall down things, and um, I've been trying to traverse my way down. Which I don't, I don't know in what which direction to go in. I'm just like finding these rickety platforms to like jump onto, um, and I've now fallen through a roof, and I'm in a room, and I can't find any way to get out anywhere. And I think I just have to jump off the cliff and die. <laughs> so you've fallen into a room where you yeah. can still move around and do I, things. I can move around. There was a monster down there. I killed that. Uh-huh. I can't find a way out of this room because it it seems like it's it's sort of a it's like on uh, on on wooden stilts. Like mm-hmm. it, it it's in some kind of big deep abyss thing. Mm-hmm. So I can't, and it's really dark. So I have to get right up to an edge to even be able to see if there's maybe a platform somewhere right. in the darkness to um jump onto it might just be i have to take a leap of faith it might just be if that the, if that is the case yeah that's awful <laughs> <laughs> hey jump off this you might die you might who die. knows oh ha 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 you Every... jumped off the wrong side you died so yeah it's uh i haven't played oh for a God. few days because I, I it took me probably 20 minutes to get into there and if i die i'm respawned way back at the start at the first bonfire <laughs> so I'm gonna have to take like 20 minutes to get down there again. Game of the year, huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome game. Uh-huh. You should play it. You probably love it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. Yeah. It. I think I definitely have Dark Souls One somewhere. Da- I I think I've said this before to you. Like Dark Souls One is actually like really really good. Dark, Dark Souls Two is good as well. But Dark one Souls is One is special. the one where you duck down and pretend yeah, you're an egg, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's an optional area <laughs> thing. You don't you don't have to do that. 
And it's and it's not till like way later in the game. Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other okay, other than that, um, I was actually playing Path of Exile with uh, some buddies. Okay, um, nice. We've we've is this uh, the beta or the no? This life? is not the beta. Okay. This is not the beta. Um, so two of my friends haven't played before. Yep, and it's been real fun. Like like hearing them go through, you know, like vocalize their thoughts about the, the skill tree yeah, and tackling the learning yeah yeah and, and 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 it's funny because you can tell when someone is just absorbed in that skill tree because they'll just be standing still for like 10 minutes yeah and completely quiet on on chat as well mm-hmm. yeah uh how are they enjoying it they it's good um they 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 play a lot of or a couple of them play diablo 3 quite a lot uh-huh. so like it's pretty the, different well, I there's, mean, there's the, definitely enough common ground. Yeah, that you can, yeah. There's, you can get used they, the they kind of like, they they get it. They they were quite quick in getting it. Okay. Um, but one of my mates, um, he is just overwhelmed by that skill tree, mm-hmm. and and it seems like every, every 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 maybe half hour he wants to switch his build. Yeah, he can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll pick he can, up an item. He can start a new character every half hour. Yeah, he he actually picked up the um the the facebreaker gloves. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh-huh. he got those and was like, oh my god. And then the 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 next time, the next night, we started playing. He was like, I'm gonna make a facebreaker thing. Awesome, oh, it's gonna be great. That's exactly the yeah yeah. And I was like, that's 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 awesome, man. That's awesome. But then later on that night, he found bows. He got really into wanting uh-huh. to to <laughs> do stuff with bows. Oh, he also yeah, he found the um. There's a machine gun bow. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that's like low damage, but insanely fast. Will Rain. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he found that and was like, oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make a character all around this bow. Right. Um, Didn't really work out too well. Okay. But it's it, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Quill Rain is a, is a tricky one to build. Mm. Right now, the best way to do it is with a skill called Explosive Arrow. Oh, yeah. Which Sweet. ignores oh, the damage yeah. penalty. Yeah, because the explosion is not weapon damage; it's just built into the skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool because it's yeah. It if you find that early on in like Act One, that's really sweet bow. Yeah, it's good. It's it's pretty solid damage early mm. on, and then unless you can. Actually but we he, find he the, found it in like Act Three, and then switched out to that, and was just yeah standing there for like two minutes, killing one thing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're you are using like a very low level bow. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's something that I mean. I, I of course I love Path of Exile, mm. but um, I like many players. I'm sure do get frustrated when I, the the only unique I get in is is like from Act One normal and yeah. Act Act tr- like Act Two cruel or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's just like, well, cool. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'll use this on my next character. I got I got quite lucky in in that. Uh, in that run because I found I think I'm using a I found quite a lot of uniques like more than I'd ever found before uh-huh. yeah um, last time I played I, I was taking my girlfriend through the game she'd never really played it before and um, we didn't really get any uniques until like act three normal and then okay. we got a whole bunch in, in pretty quick succession hmm. I think I got two it was like Veil of the Night, which is notoriously one of the worst uniques in the game. Oh. It is. Oh, is that a is that a player designed? It is a supporter designed oh. unique. Um, fun fact: it was the supporter wanted it to not be very good. Okay, that's cool. Um, like it was his sort of design goal to make a bad yep. item. It was Sweet. like an homage to a bad Diablo two item. Oh, okay. Is it a, is it a sort of almost a trap item because you'd a, a, a noob player, I guess. Would pick it up and go, oh, unique. So and then maybe it's it's it also has. I mean, it's got a good quality to it, and it's actually decent for if if you don't care about your resistances, and there are a okay. few reasons you might not care about your resistances. It, it's pretty decent, hmm. um, but I do care about my resistances, so it was not a great item to drop. And then I got like dusk toe, which is like a level one boots item. Um. And this is this is like Act Three, yeah. normal. So I'm like okay. level like thirty or so. Yeah, yeah. And I those were still better than my my blue boots I had at the time. So <laughs> oh, I had thirty. And then, um, my girlfriend got Tabula Rasa, which is one of the best nice. uniques in the game. Yeah, it's just a six link. Great, awesome. Mm. You can. It's, it's um immediately good. Yeah, and it's only really 
beaten by a six link on like normal chess piece, <laughs> like, um, or, or, you know, or, or like some really good chest stats. Mm. Um, and then I got like, I think Dade bell, which is another not very good helmet. I just got like a string of, of like kind of suboptimal uniques, yeah. especially for the level of the game I was at. Oh. And she just got like the perfect. Oh, unique. nice. And I was like, well, that must, that must be rough because <laughs> It must be rough because you see the item color on the ground and go, yes, unique. Yeah. But then I, because I know all of the uniques. Oh, right. And go, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have a question. Uh-huh. Can you change the stats of a unique using currency? Um, you cannot change the stats. You can change the values. Okay. So you can, you can use um, a divine orb, which yep. is a, quite a rare currency. Um to, to re-roll the, the re-rollable values on, oh, okay. on, on yeah, yeah. literally any item. Um, yeah. And that includes uniques. Uniques can't really be altered in any other way okay. besides that. You can use current, like um, quality currency on them. Yeah, yeah. like blacksmith stone. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can use like the orb, the, the, okay. the, the socket changing okay. currency. Can they be, this is me just like, asking random questions now, but can you use, <laughs> the, can you use the one that um, removes all stats? Scouring? No, yeah. you can't scour a unique. Uh, Much to the pain of people who are trying to chance use chance orbs to get sp- like specific uniques in in maps. So oh, yeah. we have a system in the game. Um, Zana is a is a master in the game. Uh, she's a, a forsaken master, and and she um when once you level her up, you get to play old league mods mm-hmm. like Rampage and Beyond, like oh, all the, cool. the old leagues. Yeah. Um, but just as like sort of taken to an extreme level and just for the duration of the map that you've put in this map device mm-hmm. and how many my, old leagues are available that way all of them i think wow yeah That's um, a lot. eight currently really i believe yeah okay. rampage onslaught uh invasion hmm. beyond the uh, i think there's eight yeah uh, i'm not i don't remember anyway you should know them all i should yeah yeah well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say eight. If if you're listening to this right now and thinking, "God, Nick's an idiot," yep. <laughs> um, so uh, you can you can go into these map mods and you can use a chance orb to get these like special league only uniques that were only available during those leagues. Um, but a lot of those uniques share a base type with mm-hmm. something else, so you can get the wrong unique, oh. and then you're just stuck with it. Mm. You can't scour it off, so hmm. the end. Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing Path of Exile. <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. game. It's an alright game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tyne Tyne Quest. Hey Nick, didn't Tyne, you have... Tyne Quest better though? I'm gonna kill you. Sorry, what were you gonna <laughs> say? Didn't you? We were talking a little bit about Survivor. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I another thing I've been doing is watching a lot of Survivor. Oh, show. so you? Oh, okay. Well, That's how we got into it. I didn't realize this was how you got into it. Yeah. I didn't know you were watching that. Hell yeah! So do you, I mean? Do you guys watch Survivor at all? I watched the well, uh, a first. long time ago. I I stopped watching it uh, when the third Survivor, the Africa one, was on. Amateur hour. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like, man, now they're really like scraping for it. Oh, <laughs> if you thought they were scraping this, for it, then. I thought this series is going downhill mm. now. Like now, now they're just like see. 27 seasons later <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so what are they doing now the, uh, well the current one is was brain versus brawn versus beauty oh no 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 wait that might have no that was that was like so it was beauty no, no, and the no, geek no. survivor sorry this was that, that's not the current one the current one is um, white collar versus blue collar versus no collar oh um, who's the no collar what, what's the no collar mostly hippies <laughs> like hippies and like sweet uh, there was like a a, a a sailing instructor and a guy who makes jewelry and nice a, jewelry a, out of shells quote unquote YouTube sensation oh <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just like on a viral video that's all it was uh, okay. he was on, on a viral video on like um, he wasn't one of the, a, one of the wasn't an actual YouTuber no 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 uh, it wasn't it wasn't PewDiePie no it wasn't wasn't PewDiePie uh, um, he, I don't think he'd last <laughs> um so I've been watching a lot of Survivor, and I just think it's interesting because, like, as a game designer, it's a game, right? Yeah. It's a game to win a million dollars, and yeah. you're competing against, you know, 16 to 20 other people. And 
um like it's interesting to see the mechanics they use to like make it competitive and to make mm. it interesting to watch and uh just thought it, it, I, I love survivor it's so much fun <laughs> and i want to go on it but i think i'd do terribly okay in in uh in all your time watching survivor what was the your favorite um challenge game oh I mean, the challenges are, are, are interesting, but they're not the most interesting part. The no, most what, interesting part is, like, the social aspect of oh, it. Oh, sure, right? sure. But in terms of challenges, they've had some really cool ones. They've got, like, these like interesting table puzzles where mm. you, it's, like, a, a maze suspended by strings, and you have to pull the strings to tilt the maze around. And then there was one that was, like, a vertical maze, and oh. you had to, like, spin the thing around, and you had to, like, use the momentum of a ball to, like, get it over the gaps and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, uh, what I do like about the challenges is I, when you look at them, you can often sort of see that they're designed to appeal to specific players. It's like, um, for example, in, in Brain versus Brawn versus Beauty, which was a few seasons ago, right? Um, uh, you could sort of tell, oh, this is this this is a challenge for the Brawn team. Oh, this okay. is this is basically a strength challenge. Oh, that- and like. <laughs> I mean, each team also had a strong guy. What was the What was the beauty challenge? <laughs> um, stand and look pretty. No, uh, I don't remember. They had they this, the the beauty challenges were tended to be sort of like it was basically anything that wasn't a puzzle and wasn't strictly strength was sort of like I guess intended to give beauty a chance. Sure. I I vaguely remember beauty doing pretty well in uh, that series. Surpri- like it was, surprised. Like you would expect them to not really have any skills, yeah. and they didn't. <laughs> but they still did pretty well. <laughs> so it wasn't like okay, beauty was not just a bunch of runway models, right? There must uh, have, there was there must have been people with like actual jobs. Uh, there there was one runway model who was a guy. Yeah. There was a cheerleader. Okay. There was I think a beauty pageant contestant. Um, I think there was a guy who tamed horses. And it, he was just, See, that, that he was just good like looking and rugged. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember who the other two were. Uh, uh, dude, that's so bad. Oh, that's awesome. That show rules. I just, the one thing I do remember from Survivor was um, when the guy fell into the fire. Oh, that was in Australia. That was Whoa, like season what? two. What was yeah. That? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even see that episode, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty rough. Yeah. Like they had to get the, the emergency team in. Really? Oh man! Yeah, man. Wow! Fly if, out. if you thought that was hectic, you you should. Oh see really? It. They've topped oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I mean that was that was probably the the greatest medical emergency they've had. But yeah. they've had, um. So in the, I saw a season of like fans versus favorites with this guy called, mm. um, Brandon, and he, he was like the the nephew of a notorious the villainous player called Russell Hans, and this is Brandon Hans, and in his first season, he was kind of crazy like there was definitely some inst- instability like instability around him about him but he was very religious and would like uh-huh. he would stick to whatever he said and he would he yeah. was like uh i, I it would be like not good for my god if i didn't you know uh-huh. whatever and so and and he would always pray and the whole team would pray and it was kind of weird and, and there was you got the, the only, whole team into it yeah well uh-huh. there was yeah yeah, it was it was a weird season. Sounds like um, a Marilyn Manson. It was, it was a bit strange. <laughs> or uh, oh, sorry, Charles Manson. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> also, also a Marilyn Manson <laughs> thing. <laughs> not Marilyn Manson. You're not wrong. I was thinking Charles. Yeah. Um. So then, when he came back for his second season, he literally lost his mind. Wow. And like dumped out all of their food and like what? started wrecking their camp. And then they had to hold an impromptu tribal. Like the tribe was like, "We're gonna forfeit the next." Uh, immunity challenge. They they went there and they're like, "Sorry, fans, we're just forfeiting. Wow, well, we'd like to go straight to the tribal council if possible." And Jeff was like, "Uh, uh-huh. I we I guess we can do it now if you want." Wow. And like the Brandon was so like filled with rage that Jeff, the host, had to keep holding him on the shoulder to stop him from like running over to the tribe and beating the crap out of wow. them. Oh man, so entertaining. Ratings must have been through the roof. Ah, oh, it That's was incredible. It was intense. So what I'm trying to say is watch Survivor. This, this episode you, is sponsored by Survivor it? on How CBS. Are you watching it? Um, <laughs> I am not at liberty to disclose. <laughs> I don't think it's on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> totally. Did you get the, oh, you must have bought the DVDs, right? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So. The 
Yep. CBS actually does host them on their website. Do um, they? Oh, sweet. Yeah. So that's how I'm watching them. Mm. Sure. Great. Uh, how, how do you how do you <laughs> feel about the Amazing Race? I don't like it as much. It's, I've I've I like the idea of the Amazing Race. Uh huh. But I don't know. Somehow it it it's not as exciting as I thought it would be. And you know why that is? Because it doesn't have the social element that Survivor has. It has uh, teams imploding. Yeah. But, that's that's the main thing, really. But it's not teams like the teams the the sort of like conniving and backstabbing that yeah, sort of happens yeah, it's in, not, in Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Isn't really there's not really an opportun- as much of an opportunity for that. Yeah. It, it, or there when there are opportunities, it's not really the centerpiece of the game. Mm. Like Survivor is all about f- putting yourself at the center of all information mm-hmm. and knowing and and being able to control the vote, right? Mm. And and the Amazing Race is literally be fast. Yeah. And don't, don't spend too much time <laughs> arguing with each other. Yeah. Don't waste all of your money on taxis. Be fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I love Survivor. And I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to do, um, this is sort of semi-related, I guess. I, I've been watching so much Survivor. I wanted to do, I wanted to like try and emulate what? an episode of Survivor in Path of Exile oh. through like the uh, make a unique map. This is my idea. We I don't think we'll ever be able to do this. But this was my idea. It sounds like it sounds like what you want is like Trouble in Terrace Town Path of Exile. Yeah, sort of. Um except well, Trouble in Terrace Town is great for the same reason Survivor's mm, great, right? Yeah, yeah. Cuz it's all about like who's like who's going to vote me out? Who's going to shoot me? Yeah, who's going <laughs> to shoot me in the face? Um what I wanted to do was like a, a six-stage map where you you're you go in you're sort of encouraged to go in with a full party, mm-hmm. and there are as many stages as there are members in the party that enter the map, and, and you, you your party completes a stage. Yep. And to go to the next stage, you have to vote out a player. Man, yeah, that sounds fun. Well, doesn't that sound interesting? That does and, sound fun. And, and then they just don't get any other reward for yeah. the next part of the map. And like you ha- each each you have stage to, has a reward. You have to make. You'll have to make the reward like knowable, right? Like it can't no, just be no, a no. random drop. Well, I mean, you, there'd be like a chest or something in each stage, and the, yeah. maybe the chest gets better and better in each stage, okay. so that the yeah. rewards, you know, get yeah. better and better. But, but that the whole point is like, who you know who's who's not also the challenge would get harder. Like yeah. each stage would get harder. Yeah. So you want to keep someone who's pulling their weight. But you also want to stay there, yeah. really long. And, and so, so, what happens at the end when it's just down to two people? Um, I didn't. I had, I never quite figured that out. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's like a a speed challenge to do or something. I was thinking maybe like the kill as many dummies as fast as you can, yeah. the vegan style. It turns into the Amazing Race. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now <laughs> it's, it's the Amazing, amazing Race. race. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was. I don't think we'll ever do that. It's, there's a lot of implementation that would be involved. Yeah. The whole voting system we have. Which is only used in the bandits, really. Oh right, quests, where yeah. you, you vote whether you're going to help or kill mm. is a, is super complicated. And, and oh really? To make a new version of that would be ridiculous. Uh. Um, do you want to go on to some questions from um, readers, or did you have some stuff you guys wanted to talk about? I think no. Let's go on to questions. I'm good. Yeah. You all good? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay, so we got uh, got a question via email. By the way, you can email us frontseatquestions at gmail.com. So this user, let's call him T, um, emailed frontseatquestions at gmail.com with this. Hello, front seat gamers. Love the podcast so far. Listen to every episode over the last two weeks and work at work, and I'm hungry for more. I have one question that maybe some of you 3D effects and game design guys can help me answer. I'm a professional industrial designer, and I'm thinking of potentially making a career change to game design at some point. What specific skills or attributes would be helpful to help make the transition, i.e. programs, documents, animation, etc.? I'm a designer, so I'm pretty well accomplished in 2D drawing and rendering, as well as 3D modeling. However, However, I primarily use surface modelers like Rhino and Alias, although I have a bit of experience with 3ds Max and ZBrush. Are there, spe- are there specific programs and tools I should focus on, or is it more important to f- just focus on applying my already developed industrial design skills to game art and design? Thanks in advance. So, to me, it sounds like Travis might have kind of the wrong idea about what game design involves. I think he's thinking 
design. Yeah, I think that's the well, case. Yeah. He's um he's got a very strong art background, it sounds yep. like, but he's yeah, using yeah. game design. Incorrectly. Sounds like he could be very good at game art as well. Like, yeah, mm, yeah. If definitely. he's familiar with a lot of those tools already. So do you want to tell well, us what yeah, game design is? Absolutely. So game design is more... Uh, th- there was an example I read of... I think they, it's called the door problem, which is if you come up to a door in a game, a game designer has to say... Can you go through that door? How do you go through that door? What's on the other side of that door? What does that door look like? How do you indicate that the player can open that door? How does the player open that door? What What's the user interface like? Um, is there a reward for open the, opening the door? Is there a challenge for opening the door? And it's just like a hundred different questions about that door. And you, you do that for every single possibly interactable part of the game. Mm. Um, in Path of Exile, and I'm assuming Trap, this this, this individual, <laughs> we are, I think we can say his name. <laughs> we, we, he well, already have said his name. He sent he sent an email in with his name. So. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Travis. Hi, yeah. Travis. We love you. Hey. Um, so T says. T, T, <laughs> oh boy, what a train wreck. <laughs> T for train wreck. I am. Um, uh. I lost my. That's the train wreck right there. Yeah. Um, uh, so in Path of Exile, for example, uh, we have to answer questions like, uh, "How many points away from the origin of of on, on the skill tree should this particular node be? Why? Mm-hmm. What should it give? Um, items? So what le- at what level should this item drop? What should it have? What mods should be available? I imagine that skill tree stuff must be just mind boggling to try and yeah try and work with you sort of yeah i think a lot i mean it's it's been changed so drastically from its original incarnation and i think a big part of it is like the it's actually it's pretty manageable when you when you just do a little bit at a time yeah because you're just like well uh in the duelist part there's not a lot of access to this kind of node Mm. so and there or, or the the values there aren't up to scratch compared to these other parts so we do that and then we're like well if i wanted to make this build and as a duelist where am i going is it efficient enough mm. is it better from another place is is it should it be better from another place like if i'm playing a melee character should it be more efficient to play a melee character from a duelist or marauder and why what kind of melee character mm. what skills am i using um these all by the way are all game design questions as well um Yes, we also have to look at like monsters and like what what kind of damage and health those monsters have and why and are they fast? Are they slow? Because speed mm. makes a huge difference in an action RPG. Like the starting beach, for example, is super super easy because yeah. zombies move really slowly. And um, like currently in Act Four, which we just released, the start of that is really really easy because all enemies are pretty slow. Um, They're very zombie like as well. Yeah, well, the, the, the look. The yeah. hardest places in the game. And we always get this all the time. Are like, uh, are almost all in Act Three, and yep. specifically like the sewers, um, mm-hmm. the docks, which has the fire dogs, and uh, Scepter of God. And sewers and Scepter of God are hard because they have leaping creatures, and Scepter of God especially has a lot of fast creatures with crazy yep. synergistic abilities. Mm. And docks is is hard because they've got those dogs that run over and and breathe you to death. Mm. So. There's, speed um, in the game makes such a huge there's a there's a couple of dungeons in Act One even that have teleporting uh, guys that like blink. Oh yeah, you. yeah, the flicker striking. Yeah, ghosts. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. a hard cave, right? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, especially like, for a range. Right. Yeah, and, and compared to like the the zones before and after it, mm. and, and, and the little squid things that explode next to you in the caves. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are hard because they run over to you so fast, and you, you have to react. You have to decide. You have, are you are you going to run away, or are you going to try and kill it before it explodes? Yeah. Um. So Travis, um, game design is is basically a billion decisions, um, and it's decisions on every aspect of the game. Whereas I think what you're thinking of is more like the art design side of things, mm. um, which is completely different. Yeah, which is completely different. But luckily, we have two very talented artists on this podcast. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what what do you guys think about this question? What I mean, I mean, what what should he be focusing? Like I mean, I don't know about industrial design that much, but do you reckon that's a good starting place for him? Industrial design, I'm, I'm not even a hundred percent sure what he means by that. Is that like 
I think it's designing like screws a, and I've got a couple of brothers that are actually in this route. Like they'll, yeah. they'll design things like chairs and things like that. Okay. Like things that are used like practical, every day. Actual yeah. practical yeah. things, yeah. Yeah. But he'd design them then and then they actually get made into real yep. real yep. things. Like yeah. you are Travis, I think if you're in the whole like material properties, that kind of thing, mm. like they're dealing with sort of what we do but in a real world sense. Yeah. So they yeah. have to know things about I think he'd um uh, I, th- I think the biggest thing for him would be dealing with a lower poly count. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, video games. Yeah. But also, um, one when, thing I noticed with like how my brothers work and how I work is that with an artist, with with a video game artist working in Maya and opposed to a program like Rhino, you kind of just measure it up. If it looks correct, then it is correct, and then you move on. Mm. But with a program like Rhino, you're like, okay, this radius is exactly yeah. three centimeters. And then, you know, you you're you do it to these exact specifications. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, it's actually being made in... Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah there, are, there yeah. are numbers that you have to hit. Yeah. Um, and But the whole, like, design thing, it comes with, like, what kind of game you want right. to make, right? And, like, how you want that game to look, how, like, mm. what kind of audience... Like, so all establi- these... having an established art style yeah, yeah. Is, is kind of important. And being able to to perform, mm. like, show off that art style. Yeah. I mean, what did he say? He, did he say he knew a little bit of 3D Max? Like... Uh, 3D Max, and he has a little bit of experience with the Z- 3D Max and ZBrush. Okay, well, that's a good... ZBrush is really yeah, good. Yeah, they're, they're both good places mm. to start, I think. What I think will be a sort of... Uh, an interesting challenge if he does decide to make this move like like you said like an industrial design you're you're designing an actual object that's going to mm. exist in the real world um and so it, having it be like incredibly exact is important but the different considerations have to be made for video games you mentioned having a low poly count but like some an, an object that's simple to animate for example yeah sure um has to be taken into consideration yeah and and understanding I mean, especially if you go into like character art then that's like there's a completely other um, side of it where you have to make sure there are enough edge loops in certain places to allow for smooth animation and things like that. When you like say that. edge loops, what do you mean? Um, what, what, what's the best way to describe edge loops? It's like um, you would, because you're working with polygons, like, and you want the mouth to smile correctly, uh-huh. you would want it to place it around the mouth opening so that, right. so that the shape that it can create would not like have edges in the mm. middle of like uh-huh. the you're, forms. You're not necessarily trying to make a super realistic mouth. You're trying to make the the shape of the polygons around the mouth malleable enough. Yeah. yeah. So that when yeah. the mouth moves, it moves naturalistically. Yeah. If anyone's like more interested in this, you want to Google for like topology, like yeah. head topology. Yeah. When when, when you mentioned that, and I I, know, I think I know know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like when you like, look there's at, there's well defined. Um, topology maps i guess for like making a face like there are mm-hmm. certain edge loops that you mm-hmm. need and things like that like around the eyebrows little, especially a bit yeah like all mm-hmm. that stuff's like really well documented mm-hmm. and, and it's weird because like everyone kind of just like while working in the industry everyone sort of got their different approach to and it's mm-hmm. weird like you can't there's not one defined mm-hmm. rule like i think you could say yeah you know you want to model around the mouth but like and, and you want to model around key features, but mm. like how they come together is like no one has one rule for it. Yeah, and yeah. like if it's clean, it's clean, and you kind of that's good it, enough. Yeah, and it also it also depends too. Like you might have a character that whose mouth doesn't even open, so you don't even need to. Oh yeah, I think we have a lot of those, like right? And yep. you know, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah most of, of our mouths, don't yeah. Open. <laughs> and most of the creatures have with mouths have mouths in really weird places. Yeah, yeah. Like those, the frogs in um in the sewers, the the jumping creatures. Oh, yeah. Their whole back is a mouth mm. with a giant tongue. Yeah. So yeah, I think with Travis, I think he may be confusing yeah. the whole design thing. Um, and if you want to get into making video game assets, yeah, you want to really get into poly count, looking at like yeah. what what video games are doing now. There's there's a whole lot of stuff. Like, I think I think a good start would be um, uh, go to a game jam. Yep, that's a good like, idea. You can just you know even just knowing the the you know, little amount of game knowledge you've got. Mm-hmm. You can just go in there and just straight up see what is required of you, you know? Yeah, or, or I mean, a lot of, I know New Zealand and Australia both have indie game 
like groups yeah uh, that meet kind of regularly mm. and you can just find out if there's a local one in your area and start going to those meetings and, mm. and start networking with people see if you can yeah. meet up with a programmer and, and you put your art skills to work mm. like you're probably going to learn a lot more just by doing a volunteer project and finding out what's actually required yeah. of, of game art um then and, trying to read it up anywhere. right yeah and also if you if what you intend to do is get into game design that's that's my best advice as well is start making a game mm. because when you have to start making the decisions and you have to start play testing and mm. you, you learn a lot about what works and what doesn't we 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 sort of touched on this a while back but um i think a board board games are a good start for oh, game yes. design i think yep yeah yeah and i'm my the, the the things i worked on before i started working at grinding your games or board games and volunteer mm. projects um just so you you actually learn the processes yeah. and you learn like the how to think about Again. Yeah, I think that's 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 got to be the main thing, like learning how how to think about yep. it. Yeah, yeah, it's it is it's totally you you look at everything in a game completely differently mm. when you're when you're designing it, it's because usually and when you're playing a game, um, and you let's say you're you're picking up a crate, um, all you're wondering is is there something inside the crate or, yeah. or where do I put this crate? But when you're a game designer, you're thinking. What do I want the player to do with this crate, and how yeah. do I signal that to them? Like, do I want them to break it open, or do I want them to move it? You know, and, and there's like, um, it's all, all about is like trying to f- inflict your will on the player. You know, <laughs> you're like trying to trying to convince them through your your through mechanics or art or whatever mm. to behave a certain way. Mm. Um, yeah, and usually you want to tell a story or yeah, have them yeah, or have them something, have them experience something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun though I love game design yeah yeah <laughs> but design um, man that, that's just really what like you could use that word everywhere <laughs> almost, yeah yeah you know yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's, it's too soft a word art, art design or game design oh yeah, art's or, pretty yeah. Rough, so. programming <laughs> design code design <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure there's probably a. I mean there's so many different kinds of design as well yeah. right? there's graphic design and then mm. you know I, when I worked in an ad agency graphic designers they basically just put the layout of an ad, you know. Oh yeah, and there's there is like graphic, edit- yeah, just gra- the, the word graphic design is so broad in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I didn't know what it meant then. I kind of still don't know what it means now. I worked with graphic designers for months. <laughs> <laughs> it does. The thing is, it sounds really impressive though. Yeah, you, you're like I'm a graphic, graphic designer. designer. <laughs> Um, it's a good question, though, Travis. Um, and good luck. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, if you could, like, give us a little more information on what you want yeah. to do, maybe we could. Well, I guess uh, just quickly, like, I mean, programs that he could look in, like, he's already oh, yeah. looked at ZBrush and he's already looked at um, 3D Max. But Maya is. Yep. Maya's the industry the, standard. Yeah. I, I think um, maybe pick up an engine. Yeah. Unity. Yeah, yeah, sure. There. Grab Unity or, or Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both really easy to use now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. Uh, a really really good starting place yeah mm. um or if you're looking for a, a free uh, 3d renderer i know we've talked about this before blender is possibly worthwhile yeah it's okay but if mm. you're already using like 3ds max yeah like, i'll go back with Smash. stick with yeah <laughs> well, well fine <laughs> <laughs> and zbrush is really powerful so, yeah so ZBrush is amazing studio. yeah <laughs> um oh do you um do you know any websites you could check out like oh yeah polycount Awesome. Yeah, Polycount yep. go, for sure. go to go to Polycount. There, there's a really active forum there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I've been going to a lot is um, ArtStation right now, and you kind of have just various like every walks of like, digital art going in there. You have mm-hmm. your 2D illustrators, um, crazy ZBrush sculptors, but you you often come across video game artists, and the level of like the the quality there is damn near <laughs> like cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like um, the order type people? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's just getting so crazy. One one cool thing that's come out recently is the Marmoset viewer. Did, oh yeah, did you check that out? I, I haven't checked it out, but I know about it. And I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, there are some people using it on um, ArtStation, and Marmoset had a really awesome renderer. I, mm. I forget the name of it. I think it might just be called Marmoset. Um, but they have now an online viewer plugin, and there's this one guy. Man, I wish I knew his name right now to plug it, but he he has like he made the T-Rex off Kim Kong 
and he actually modeled King Kong and he's got like oh, a video right. game. They're That's all video awesome. game like assets and you yeah. can click like wireframes and check out normal maps oh, yeah. and everything and it's all it's all there. <laughs> and yeah, it's like in a browser. Nice. You know? Yeah. It's nuts. It's awesome. Send me that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'll let's actually, post it. Post it to the Facebook page. That's what I'll do. Facebook, just post yeah, it man. to Facebook.com slash frontseatcast yeah. and, and we can all have a look. <laughs> I think we've got 110 likes now. Yeah, we've got we've definitely broke hundred. We're, we're in the big time, we're in the big <laughs> leagues. Yeah. Um, we made it, guys. How's it feel? It feels um, pretty similar, actually. <laughs> I don't feel any different. Feels feels kind of sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a another another question this time from Twitter user at uh, Wolf with two Fs Rob. So W O L F F R O B. So at Wolf Rob asks in daily business. How does your team coordinate and communicate the what, why, and how of development? So he's also gone like um, hashtag scrum. Yeah. And oh. that, I, which I assume is maybe a communication. Oh, yeah. Method. No, yeah, yeah. That's we a... Don't, yeah. We don't use it. Well, we kind... We, we sort of like did, but not... I hate to say it, not very efficiently. Did, did we use it? Well, scrum is just like... Um, you it, it's best i think it's best for like small teams because you just get together at the beginning of a day for like 50 minutes talk about what you've worked on mm. what what you're doing that is basically what we were doing on monday meetings yeah. except there was like 50 people in the room <laughs> okay i fully and, thought scrum was that one program that oh, like, I mean, forecasts like when your release is going to be i don't know because okay. i, I we, we used to do it at um rush digital because it was only like four of us okay and it's just it's like a scrum like a like a you know a rugby th- th- a rugby scrum because yeah, yeah. you're all just like did together to, did you have to bend over and put your arms and we, and we had to go hut hut yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh the cauliflowering cauliflower yeah yeah i didn't want to say anything blake but your ear is like horrible it's all that scrumming um but yeah i mean there's there's programs and stuff to support it but i mean the from what i understand is the main thing is just these short little meetings in the beginning of mm. the day to keep people on track of what they're doing yeah um what's there he also had a hashtag kanban k-a-n-b-a-n i actually don't know okay how about hashtag t-d-d uh that's a wrestling move okay cool <laughs> so we don't we do you the wrestling one. DDT, man. Yeah, DDT. <laughs> um, it's a reverse DDT. <laughs> so, I mean, I, we definitely have, um, we, we're basically, everyone has like Gchat. Almost everyone has Gchat. Yeah, we, Some people have Skype, which frustrates me to no end. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Oh, yeah. We, Let's all just use the one thing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no. There's no studio standard of um, no. chat. It's just like, come on and use whatever you want. We were we were using Trillion um, a lot because it it it, it hooks into everything. everything. Except Skype now, right? Yeah, except for Skype now. Skype doesn't work anymore. MSN doesn't work anymore because it, there is no MSN. It became Skype. Yeah, it Skype became Skype, which now doesn't work. Uh, so it's actually just Google Hangout or Gchat. Gchat. I have I have AIM. Uh, AIM. Okay, I don't know. AOL. Oh, messaging. Okay. Which is like the it was super popular in the US. And so yeah. when I when I worked um over there. Dude, early on we had ICQ. Oh man. On. Yeah, well yeah. AIM and ICQ merged. So Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's all the same thing. I think. I'm pretty sure mm. they yeah, anyway. But um yeah, we, we use that quite I mean we use that quite a bit for, for I small think we things. use it things a lot. That, things we, that we don't need to like actually get up and, and talk to somebody about. Yeah, with the way the offices are set up right now, it's pretty like you have to get out of your desk and yeah. walk yeah. to the other office mm. to talk to someone but then the thing is like if it's actually important then you will like get up like I'll, oh yeah yeah you know. but like, I, I sit right next to you Severn, and sometimes there's like stuff I don't even need to like turn around and talk to you for I just type it into yeah, chat well, and like, like it, the, the issue system that we have the uh, Redmine system yes yeah, so we have a thing that uh, Redmine is an, we call it an issue tracker basically mm-hmm. if there's a problem or a task you make a, an issue and you assign it to someone and it goes in their big list, mm-hmm. and at some point they get to it. Yeah, and it's really good because you could just like detail everything in it, and everyone's yep. up to speed. You know, you could just read right through that thing and just be like, "All right, this yeah. is what I've got to do." It's especially good if you're an organized person to keep that up to date. Mm. Mine doesn't look so good. Uh, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> how many how many issues have you got? Uh, I know that's a personal question, but yeah, <laughs> I was, 
Countless. Oh, <laughs> I've got like 80 currently. Oh, wow. Holy. Whoa. <laughs> that's, is that a lot? Because yeah. I know <laughs> well, like for, some for people have, that's a lot. have more than 100 and some yeah. people have like more than 200. Well, so the thing, I think it's different for you guys because you, you usually get like giant issues. It's like yeah the aqueduct tile set. And yeah. that's just, that's like months of work. For, for a while, I only had uh, maybe two or three issues. One was make the aqueducts. The second was make the mines. Right. So this, that, <laughs> those are gigantic issues. Yeah. But with- also the, the thing is like um, our, our, our uh, tile system is fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. So to make a basic like mine tile set is kind of you don't really need to talk too much to anyone about right. it um, to get the basic stuff up mm-hmm. and running. And then once that's up and running, then additional issues will be sent to me right. to, to add special things and uh-huh. things like that. Yeah. Um, for I mean for for the design team and for programmers, for example, we get tons of small issues. Like mm-hmm. it's hook up the art for this specific item, and then separate to that, hook up the effect for this specific item, and then um the, the programmer will be like, make sure that the back end is in place for this specific item mm-hmm. to do the art and effect hookup, and you know, so the, it's like it might only be like a, a five minute job. Yeah. So eighty. Um, sounds like a lot, but a lot of those are probably pretty short. And I yeah, just yeah. look at them. Yet. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I actually, there's a bunch of those are just like keep up to date with these things. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, sort of am. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a pretty good system, I yep. think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also we 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 do get up and talk to people. Oh yeah. Um, and and especially I know you you the art office whenever I go in there is pretty quiet, mm. um, but I'm okay. sure you guys talk to. That's partly because we know what we're doing. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean that. I mean that's kind of true because like design stuff requires a lot of talk. That it's is true. not always a lot easier. Of yeah, it's not always like easier to do it through through chat or yeah. or through issues. It's you know sometimes better to just get up and tell someone. Yeah, talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you can't listen to audiobooks as much. When yeah. That's, everyone's that's talking. True. I will say, the, so the the communication in the office is pretty good. Communication in this podcast, <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Not <laughs> not so good. I I mean, so Severn and and Blake for the listeners, they both work in the same office and they talk about things related to the podcast oh. <laughs> oh, quite <yeah>. regularly. <laughs> and then they'll just assume that each other has told me. Don't talk about the microphone. Oh my god. So I'm I'm currently using a nice new microphone. By the way, that's why this podcast probably sounds fantastic. Um, and Blake bought it, and then for and for me, I gave you a, sort I of basically you just, bought it, and they gave you a hundred fifty dollar bill. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> like what what actually happened is he spent a hundred fifty dollars of my money without my knowledge on something I didn't know I was getting. But it's also <laughs> it's also a thing of yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we talked about this before, but it's a thing of like. Like I, I was willing to, I was just going to buy it anyway. Yeah, and uh, I'm now we're just airing our dirty laundry yeah. here. <laughs> Basically, this this whole podcast has been a ruse but, to uh, make. <laughs> but, Blake, I hate your guts. <laughs> Let's get this on. <laughs> um, yeah, but quite quite often you you complain of not being kept in the loop because me and well, Severn will just talk about stuff because yeah. Sorry, I assume that Blake's. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I assume that Savannah's talked to you, yeah. so we say stuff, and you're like, what? Yeah, so, I, for example, I just didn't know that we were on iTunes for, like, a week. I didn't know that I didn't know that any episodes had gone up for, like, two didn't, weeks. Didn't you say somebody in your office told you, not yeah. even us? Yeah, someone said, oh, that's not, you sounded great on a podcast. I was like, what podcast? I didn't know that was up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm... I'm making a. I've been trying to make a special point to keep you informed. I, I appreciate yeah. that, Blake. Except, except for when I buy things for you. Except for when you spend <laughs> my money, apparently. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think that's probably all we have time for. Looks like it's been. Yep, we're all we're all out of time. Mm. Um, but we'll be back probably next week, and in that time, you should definitely ask us some questions. You can do that by email frontseatquestions at gmail.com or over Twitter at frontseatcast. That's our Twitter handle. Or head to our Facebook page, which is frontseatcast. So Facebook slash frontseatcast. Send us some questions. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a like. Rate us on iTunes even. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) 
Has anybody done that? Nope. Well, actually, maybe people have, but uh, until we, it says until there's enough ratings, it won't show up. Okay. You lazy jerks well, maybe, out maybe there. Maybe nobody <laughs> has. I don't know. Uh, doesn't probably matter that much. I, but you it, should still I don't do think it. it does. Like, send a send a review. Give us <laughs> hit us up on the thing and do the do all the. Things. Oh yeah, we need some more questions, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're basically out of questions, so we're probably gonna mm. ask you guys to send us more questions on the forums or Reddit or both. Yeah. Um, but definitely email us and t- tweet at us and and review us. Unless it's a bad review, then skip that part. Um, and we'll be back next week. See. You. Bye. Yeah, see you. goes on nic cast <laughs> that's my new i'm gonna sign off with nic you later <laughs> are you clipping this are you getting yeah. this <laughs> no I, damn it <laughs>